This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coming to you live from Atlanta, but raised on the mean streets of Philly. You'll be able to tell quickly. Just listen. It's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing details online in real time? Well, Rocket can. Rocket can, I assure you of that. What about that, Anthony? The mean streets of Philly. Hmm. What do you think? Mean streets of Philly? Now that I'm out of work, I mean, now that I'm out of weekday work, what do you think? Mean streets of Philly? You hitting at something? No, I'm just saying. Would that be? Would that be a thing? You think is? You think would be in the work? I mean, maybe you know, maybe, maybe a trip home. Maybe a trip home. Well, your daughter is going to Temple, right? I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's true. She's a free agent too, baby. She is saying she's going to college for free. The best university that offers my daughter an education that she's not paying for is going to get her services. And she's going to absolutely, unlike me, who Temple University was kind enough to let in, uh, <laughs> she, will, she will pick, choose, and refuse. She's going to have a lot of options. And, uh, and my wife and daughter are definitely staying in Atlanta. So no matter what happens to me till she's out of high school, they're definitely staying in Atlanta. But who knows? Maybe Mean Streets of Philly. I don't know. We had my free agent press conference earlier. He said that was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, I, shared it with the, I shared it with the audience earlier on. My weekday show, I, after 20 years, I've come to an end. I, I mean, I'm so tomorrow. Anthony, the weirdest thing is going to be, and I know so many in our listening audience, and not to be self-indulgent here, but so many people in our listening audience have gone through this in COVID. And that, that they've lost their jobs. They've lost careers. They've lost, and, and I did here because of the pandemic, because of the loss of revenues, because of all those things, and that's what happened. And to me, I say, it, to me that's incredible that, that I, I, you, you, you look to relate to your audience. And I know there are so many people out there who have been in, in far worse situations who because of the pandemic have had a family business shut down, have had a, had a career taken away from them, 
I'm blessed. Uh, look, I've, I've still got the Shack cast. I still have this beautiful show here on CBS Sports Radio, and I'm going to have opportunities. And I'm just going to have to decide what I want to, you know, what I want to do and what I'm looking to do. But there's so many people out there through the pandemic, and, and we've talked about it on the show, the yes, we can attitude. And my wife doesn't listen to the show on Sundays. So if I wish her a happy birthday right now to my beautiful bride, she does not listen. She has to listen to me at home. So she doesn't listen to me when I'm not home. She, that's, that's her time off. But I know that all along during the pandemic, how have we started every single show every week? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Thank you, Barack. See, I needed to hear a little Barack this morning. Yes, we can. Yes, that we can. That we don't have to, that I preached to all of you all throughout the pandemic that all we needed to do was persevere. All we needed to do was fight through things. All we needed to do was listen to people who told us it's too dangerous to play. This will never work. Why are they even trying? And I kept saying, no, we're not going to take that as an answer. There there are people in America who are going to say, no, we're going to try. And guess what? We may fail. We may fail while we're trying, but we're damn well going to try. Yes, we can. Yes, yes, we can. And you know what? Now, all those words that I've shared with people ends up on my front door. And though I'm not worried about where my next meal's coming from or that I'm going to be on the streets, I do concern myself and say, wow, this, is, this, is, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be normal. This isn't going to be easy. This is going to be different. And you know what? Sometimes in life, difference is, difference is good. Difference good. Sometimes in life, a challenge is good. Sometimes in life, a curveball is good. And for every one of you that's reached out on social media, I love y'all. Absolutely love y'all. Lakers Nuggets. Lakers Nuggets. I've raised my hand before, and I've told you that I knew so little about the Denver Nuggets. And then when we got to bubble basketball... I was so entertained by the Denver Nuggets. I was so entertained by the Utah Jazz. I'm, I'm entertained by all these teams that I don't normally, I, I'm not normally watching these teams. I've got the dish, so I got the NBA package, so I can watch any game that I want. And rarely was I finding myself checking out the Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz, and some other teams. Oh, I made time for the Lakers and the, and the Clippers because you know what I knew in my head? I knew we were going to see a Lakers-Clippers series. It was guaranteed, right? Pencil it in. Write it down in a a Sharpie. But sometimes things don't happen the way you plan them out. And my thought process that it Lakers-Clippers is almost inevitable tells me flat out that it's not. It's absolutely not. And now we get Lakers-Nuggets. And... I've got to tell you, I don't want to be one of those fans because I don't know who's listening this morning in Denver. But you folks in Denver, you have one of the youngest teams in the entire NBA. And you got one of the youngest teams that is about to, whatever happens. And yes, the other night, your team was, look, they, they, they got outclassed. It wasn't a game going into the fourth quarter. 
They made it cosmetically. What did they lose by uh, 12 on Friday night? But it was a 20-some point lead going into the fourth quarter. It wasn't a game. But that's okay. It's okay. They can still bounce back in the series because what we've seen is Denver is going to, you know, you're going to hear people say, well, Denver's got them, got them right where they want them. Denver, you know, let them get out to a lead in the series. This Lakers team's a little different than the other ones that they came back again, mainly because of the fact that LeBron James is the heartbeat of the Lakers and can help the people in that locker room not to suffer the type of collapse that has happened in previous series that Denver suffered from. And I, and I realize now that though Kawhi Leonard has that absolutely killer assassin-type quality, Paul George doesn't. And Paul George, at the end of that series, coming out and being like, yeah, it wasn't a, a, you know, important for us to win this year. We never looked at this as a, a finals or bust season. And if I'm, was it Steve Ballmer? Excuse me. I had to think about that for a second. If I'm Steve Ballmer and you're telling me that one of the guys that I went out that, that Kawhi said, go out and get this guy, let him be my partner in crime. Let him be the guy that we go out together and we're going to, you know, wreak havoc all through the NBA. You tell me that now Paul George is like, yeah, we never, ever. We never looked at this as a, a win or bust season. And to me, I'd be so disappointed. I would be, I, honestly, I would be so disappointed if I was Steve Ballmer. And I will say it to you again with as much, um, with as much reverence as I can because I think he's a fantastic guy. That I can assure you that there is a, <laughs> there is, right now, there is something that's missing from the Clippers that's not missing from the Young Nuggets. The Young Nuggets are pushing. They're pushing. They're pushing. They're pushing. And I hope that they push the Lakers in this series. But the championship caliber, the timber of guys like LeBron James, it shows you that Kawhi is a spectacular talent. But his shoulders are certainly not as broad. Certainly not as broad as some of the others. You can join us at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. I love hearing from you when you give me a call. And that toll-free line is sponsored by our friends at Geico. Did you know right now that Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies on top of what Geico could already be saving you? What are you waiting for? It doesn't take you much time. Visit Geico.com to learn more today. So we, lo- we look forward to that. Uh, there is a, there's a lot of potential drama coming in week two of the NFL. A lot, a lot of potential drama. Because what we're going to get is you think that there's overreactions after week one. You think losing one game is going to cause people to have a, a severe overreaction. Wait till you lose two. Oh, and two tends to be not a death sentence, but you are digging out in a huge way if you were to fall down. Oh, and two. It's huge. You're not dead. 
But 0-2 teams making the postseason, I think one thing we have to do is throw out every statistic we've ever had. And it's not because of COVID. It's because of the extra wildcard team. Now that you have three wildcard teams making it, I'm a dork. And since my weekday show has now gone away, I've got extra time on my hands. So said dork does a little research. With a seventh team making the postseason in the AFC and the NFC. Anthony, what record do you think is the most common record of the team that if I went back and showed you the last 10 years that would finish with that seventh seed, the third wild card. What is the most common record that pops up? With seven and nine? No. Eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. But the numbers aren't wild. Seven and nine makes it around 30% of the time. I mean, it really is. It's, it's, not, it's, it's a very slight margin of whether teams, you know, we're going to have an under 500 team one of these years making the postseason. We've had it before with the division winner at seven and nine. I believe, I believe it was the Rams that might have been seven and nine the last team. I think they they made it as a as an under five hundred type team. But we've always said before that zero and two is a death sentence. But now zero and two is a little bit different because you've got that extra wild card. You've got that extra way to sneak in. So anybody who tells you today zero and two, it'll tell you teams don't make the playoffs zero and two. Throw out every statistic because they're not valid. Because in previous years, 0-2 meant you're trying, to get these, you're trying to get the second wild card. Now there's a third. And most often, that team that gets the third wild card, 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, 7-9. And seven, seven and they're a 500 team. You mean to tell me that an 0-2 team can't finish 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7? and seven? Of course they can. So when you hear it today... The, the vitriol over 0-2, realize it's not true. Realize that that's not true. Because most likely, the team that gets the seventh seed is going to be 9-7 and seven at best, 7-9 and nine at worst. So 0-2 starts can absolutely lead you to a postseason berth. Larry in Cleveland joins us. Larry, what's going on this morning? Hey, good morning. How you doing, John? I'm doing well, Larry. What's up, buddy? I just heard about the comment, John, you mentioned about uh, Paul George. We mentioned uh, sure. about the thing I remember next year, John, a team coming up next year, the Golden State Warriors. A lot of those kids, they had a rough time this year, but the experience they got, and they have the other players coming back next year, they have the number one pick. Man, it's yes. not very easy at all. I don't, I, I don't think the number one pick is going to do that big a deal. I don't think this is a year where you've got somebody coming in that's a number one pick. Like if it's Ant-Man Anthony Edwards, who, by the way, is from my church. He went to school where I go to church in Atlanta. That was his school, wow. Holy Spirit. And so I don't think there's a guy, if, if that's going to be it, and there's others that are being talked about, that comes in and makes that immediate impact. But Golden that's State's right. going to be awesome next year. They're going to be awesome. Yes, yes, you are, John. You're right. Okay, John, have a good one. Appreciate Take care, buddy. I appreciate that. Larry in Cleveland, getting in with us early today. Good folks in Cleveland. Appreciate them very, very much. So just remember that. Because the talking point that you're going to get today is 0-2 in the NFL. Ah, 0-2. Boy, that team's in trouble. It's not the same. Because the definition of a seven seed is mediocrity almost every single year in the NFC. Now, or the AFC. 
By the way, I think three times there's been a 10 and 16. I believe three. So sometimes you get a really good team that's going to benefit about being able to get in and be a part of it. But just remember, sometimes the stuff you hear from guys like us in the media are a little bit wrong. Because I guarantee you're going to hear it today. Oh, and two. Oh, no. Oh, you can't dig out of that hole. No, sure you can. Sure you can. 855-212-4CBS. You want to get in with us? Steve Gardner from USA Today joins us. As baseball comes down to its final week, can you believe it? It's final week. We'll talk to him coming up around 38 minutes past the hour. And I have some thoughts on some of the races I'll share with you coming up. But first, Matthew Stafford says you can't do this if you're a player. And I'm going to respectfully disagree. You can. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Loves being right. We just wish he was more often. Now back to the JK Show on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, the voice of an angel. Gone too soon. Whitney Houston. Who, uh, Anthony, I don't know if I ever told you that I used to live really close to Whitney and Bobby. And we would occasionally run into them out and about in the area of town that we lived in in Atlanta. And they would have that reality show cameras following them around. I remember that, yeah. And, yeah, Whitney and Bobby. uh, Poor Whitney. That is still, to me, the greatest... I don't know, portrayal isn't the word. uh, Greatest rendition of the national anthem that I've ever heard. At the Super Bowl, the Giants-Bills Super Bowl in Tampa during the Gulf War in 91. That was amazing. Amazing rendition. I don't think I've ever heard better. Whitney and Angel, gone too soon. Gone too soon. All right. Uh, 855-212-4CBS if you want to get in with us. I'd love to be able to hear from you. Todd in Tampa has done just that. Todd, how are you down there in Tampa? Is everybody panicking? Panic in nine one one. We've called nine one one. We've we've overloaded the phone lines at nine one one because uh, this is you know you can say oh this is a must win game. Okay, this is for for a trillion reasons. We've got to have this game. Our co- I, I you know I've blasted our coaching staff. Our special teams can't kick a field goal. We muffle. I don't want to get into it. That was last week. All right. But, you know, we need max protection. Let me tell the team, we need max protection for Brady. When we have a running back, we need him in the flat as a safety valve. Okay, we're not good enough to block anybody. We need a safety valve here. Bronk, Bronk you got to stay in. Our tight end's got to stay in. Bowles, you got to come after. You got to you got to bring pressure. You know we bring we blitz forty two percent. We need to blitz seventy two percent of the time to get any any pressure. Our defensive back can you catch a pass that hits you in the hands? Can our special teams do anything? Can we establish some kind of passing and running game? Can we go deep and stretch the field if we can block somebody? It's just a overall 
911. We gotta have this game. I don't know if you know anything about Buck history, but we haven't been to the play- we haven't Time. been to the playoffs in 13 years. So this is a must-win game. I just want to say one I, thing about. Well, hold on, Shaq. hold on, hold, hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Take a breath. I like. By the way, I love your passion. I got a few things for you. My brother was in the sheriff's department in Hillsborough County for 23 years. So God bless. I, so I know he's back in Philly now. Doc's probably listening this morning on the uh, Radio.com app. We but, love our uh, cops down here. We love you our do. cops. God and great, great people at that Hillsborough County courthouse. Doc says hello to all of you, I'm sure. But also, Amen. too, your passion for the Bucks reminds me of someone who was very beloved to me. Do you know the name Steve Dumig? The big oh my dog. God! The big dog. We love. I love Steve Dumick. Well, I love, Steve, God rest his heaven now. God re- and he is in heaven. But I guarantee you, the rant you just went on about the Buccaneers, that would have been Steve's opening on Monday afternoon. You know Steve that. Steve Dumick came down here when he came down here. Okay, he he held these people accountable for, yep. for their sport. He he knew sports, and he, if you know anything about it, he was a great golfer. I love him. I love him. He was, I love him. Like, he was on, you saw him on, on the big break, on the big break when he w- competed on there. Steve Dumig, one of the kindest guys when I was coming up in this business, giving me advice, coaching me along. God rest the big dog soul down there in Tampa. He was awesome. He loved your city, and he loved his bucks, and he loved holding them accountable, as you say. So, Todd, I love you too, man. Thank you for calling, man. That was awesome. That was that's great passion. Love passion for your football team. Passion. I will also tell Todd that in my survivor pool, I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. So, Anthony, did you do one this year? Are you in Maraz's? Uh, no, I am not. You did not do that. Did you do that to be antisocial, or did you just not want to do it? I just didn't do it. You just didn't no do it. No particular reason. I just didn't do it. Maraz offered you to be in it. Well, I mean, he didn't send me a text personally. I mean, he sent out a general email to everybody. I didn't get a so specific you don't, text it, from him. What did you need? A specific. You needed Maraz to send you a specific text. Yeah, that, then I probably would have done it. Then you might have done. You would have felt more loved by Maraz. Exactly. Okay. Um, I picked the Bucks uh, as my as my winner this week. Uh, survey the schedule and tell me if you think that's a good pick. By the way, I've already used Kansas City. I used Kansas City week one. Against Houston at home. I use them, so I got them out of the way. Uh, I don't believe in the strategy of, of, oh, you want to hold the best teams. I didn't do that. Uh, Richard in Myrtle Beach. want to make sure I get Richard in here. Richard, you're on the John Kincaid Show. Good morning. John, love your show. Listen to you every Sunday, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Um, I appreciate it. Quick question. I know you're an Eagles fan. Yes, sir. The Redskins finally did something right, and we got Ron Rivera, even though he's gone through cancer and all. He's still a heck of a coach. With our young defense, from what I saw last week, and they'll really get tested today with the Arizona Cardinals as good as they are. But if they can keep it close or even beat the Cardinals, do you think we can end up with a decent year for the first time in years this year? I do not. I, I do not. I think it's going to take. Uh, I think it's going to take longer for Ron to do it. I think it was a crazy, crazy. Um, Crazy, crazy situation that he's in right now. I don't think the Redskins are going to be much better than you think they are, but I think they're going to be showing you the glimpses that you're going to say, man, our future's bright. So that's where I think you're at, and I appreciate your call. And I said Redskins. I mean Washington football team. Look, old habits die hard. Old habits die hard. It's the way it is. I mean, come on now. 
That's that's the way things go. JK, the- you were missing a glaring one in your knockout pool. What's that? I mean, how did you not take the 49ers over the Jets? Uh, I'd be afraid. Honestly, I'd be afraid. Oh, the of that Jets one. stink. Really? The Jets? Did you watch last week? And you wanted me to skip over the Islanders to watch the Jets? Did you see any of that game last week? Okay, the 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 49ers are banged up. Uh, the Jets are banged up. I can't even name you the skill guys the Jets are throwing out there. No Bell, no Crowder. We got Frank Gore's our starting running back. So are you telling me Jets are a disaster? So you telling me I need to change my pick? Listen, I was, I was I, again. I was so angry over the Islanders and everything this week, and I always said I would never do it. I even considered putting money on the 49ers this week. I'm so like, I, I'm so miserable. At least let me make some money. This is a slam dunk. Go put a few hundred bucks on the 49ers. Now, you're, so you're telling me I need to consider changing my pick because if I change John, my the pick, Jets suck, dude. I, if I the change 49ers my 49ers supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. If I, I'm telling you right now, if I change my pick. And they end up. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna crush you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna absolutely crush you. If I change my pick, yeah, do you see you... what the Jets are throwing out on the football field nowadays? Yeah, they're terrible. Did you see what December with a bunch of a, a bunch of receivers from the practice squad and no starting running back at the time for a couple games and everything? What he managed to do? I'm always leery of these things where everybody says, "Oh, can't lose, can't lose." I did want to comment about this. Uh, Matthew Stafford has a piece together for uh, the Players' Tribune. He said, um, we cannot just stick to football, not as a team, not as an organization, and we shouldn't as a country. My proudest day as a Detroit Lion was the afternoon that we came together as a team and decided we were going to cancel our practice in the wake of the Jacob Blake shooting. We went through it all as a team. He said, police brutality, white privilege, racism, it's all real. It's time we stop pretending or defending, closing our eyes to what's right in front of us. We have to listen, and we have to keep having these hard conversations, okay? But he gets into it, and he says, look, we can't, we can't just stick to football anymore. I, I don't know Matthew Stafford personally. Like, I don't know him as a, as like, you know, a, a friend or anything like that, so I can't, I can't act, I'm not going to act like I know him. But what I'm going to tell you is, is that uh, I, I, we've run into him a lot out to breakfast where we live in suburban Atlanta. Matt lives and his beautiful family. They live fairly close to us. Um, I could ride a bike to where he lives. And I can tell you he's a fine young man, fine father, fine. Just, fine he's the kind of guy you'd want your daughter to bring home. Impressive guy. But I think there's a difference between I think there's a lot of people that are like me that are not saying shut up and dribble that aren't saying shut up and play football. What they're saying is when it comes time to play football, play football. When it comes time to play basketball, dribble. But what you do with your own voice, your own platform, your own money, your own social influence That is something that I don't believe the vast majority of people applaud. The idea that, you know, the the whole idea of shut up and dribble. It's honestly, it's a fake narrative. Because the vast majority of people, and I mean vast majority, they just don't want their game experience to become a politically driven social media, I mean, uh, uh, social justice messaging or whatever it is, won their game experience. 
That's what they don't want. But for every player that's got great influence, got great social media coverage, you got to use your platform when you're away from the work. And how do I know that you can do this? I know you can do it because everybody else in America has to do it on their job. And football's your job, and basketball's your job, and baseball's your job. But every other person can't use company time for what they want to do personally. They use their own time for it. And guess what those people don't have? They don't have the giant social media platforms. They don't have millions of dollars in the bank. They don't have that kind of influence. If they call a press conference, nobody's listening. I'm tired of the fake narrative. We can't just shut up and play football. We can't just shut up and dribble. It's a completely fake narrative. Because the amount of people are fine with people voicing their opinions, sharing their thoughts, trying to drive real legitimate change. But during a game, just like when everybody else goes to work, that's work time. I'm going out to a great dinner tonight to celebrate my wife's birthday. If the waiter and the bartender and whoever else comes over to my table and starts preaching to me about the election or about what their opinions are on social justice issues and everything, I'm going to be pissed off because I'm there for dinner. And they're there to do a job. That's not what it's about. And I think that that fake narrative has to come to an end. The show for those who choose to live their sports life with a positive outlook. Let's get back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. I better live by those words this week. You know what I mean? Hold myself accountable. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. And uh, you hear it now, Major League Baseball coming down the stretch. Eight games to go. Well, eight days to go. Eight days to go till the Major League Baseball season's over. Seems like it just started, and it really did. And we're joined by Steve Gardner from USA Today, Major League Baseball national writer. And uh, Steve, the fastest baseball season of your life, has it been better than you expected, as you expected, or less than you expected? You know, John, I think it's been better just because I didn't have a whole lot of high expectations coming in. I mean, think about it. We had the, the, the coronavirus pandemic. We had uh, teams that were quarantining. We had games that we lost. You know, uh, two weeks, uh, a couple of teams were idle early on in the season. So to make it to the finish line, I think, for, for this season in 2020, has to be, uh, you know, an accomplishment that we celebrate, you know, here in a couple of days. Uh, we get to the playoffs and, and we can have a postseason, which I don't know. Frankly, I thought maybe it was a 50-50 shot when we tried to, uh, to start things off. Why do you think it's been so successful? I think that luck, number one, I think has been has been one. Um, but number two, I, I think we've been able to successfully, or at least Major League Baseball has been able to successfully um, follow the protocols that they set out to for the most part. And then when things went sideways, I guess you, you really have to give credit to, to Rob Manfred and, and the, the staff there at, at the Major League Baseball front offices. They didn't panic. They didn't say, uh-oh, well, everything's gone haywire. They managed to, to keep things focused. The teams kept things focused. And the players, for the most part, 
did their part and, and stayed uh, inside of the protocols and, and made it work. So we had had a little uh, shaky moments a couple of times, but but things you know were able to be pulled off. I think that's that's definitely a, a feather in MLB's cap right now. Steve, can I tell you though, I'm a little bit bitter yeah. as a guy who's a Phillies fan, even though I work uh, in Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, as a Phillies fan, I'm a little bit bitter because their season, they only find themselves three wins behind the Braves. But the idea that they, their entire season got screwed up by having to play six double headers due to the fact that the Marlins broke protocol, the Marlins screwed things up for them, and they shut the Phillies down for a week. And to me, their entire season got screwed up because of the fact, even if they went, if they didn't have to play those doubleheaders, I really do believe they win a couple more games. They, you know, the doubleheaders screw you up. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things, too, that we've had, though, is that the, the regular season, the pressure that comes with the regular season and making the playoffs and what your final record is, is lessened considerably now that we're going to have you know, a, a full playoff with, with extra teams. You know, we're going to have two first place and second place, two, four, six, seven, eight. Yeah. You know, all those teams are going to be in the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, the Phillies could have won a couple more games, possibly a division title. We don't know. But they're going to be in the playoffs, and as we've seen time and time again, just get into the playoffs, what the Nationals did last year. Just make it to the wild card round, go first round, get in, and then go from there. And uh, I think this year the playoffs are going to be even more wide open than they've ever been before because of those – you know, three-game opening series. Uh, anything I, can happen. I actually think the three-game that three-game wild card series, as they're calling it, to me, that's the best chance that anyone in baseball has to beat the Dodgers. Oh yeah, whoever, whoever faces them in that three-game series, I think they've got the best chance because winning two out of three in a normal weekend isn't hard. It happens in baseball all the time. I mean, that to me, the longer, if the Dodgers get to a five-game series, they're that much stronger. Dodgers get to a seven-game series, they're really strong. Yeah, I think for, for baseball, I saw this uh, over the course of the week. Uh, I wish I could cite where it came from. But to, to get to a true, who is the best team in a, in a series in baseball, uh, whatever the calculation was, you had to do a best of 51. <laughs> you know, something right. like that. So, yes, indeed, you get to those three-game series. It's going to be a lot like, and I think this is what, you know, maybe Commissioner Manfred is, is really getting excited about. This could be something like, you know, the first round of the NCAA tournament where you yes. have Cinderella stories and you have teams like, you know, maybe the New York Mets come out of nowhere you know, and, and make the playoffs and knock off the Dodgers or something like that. Now stop with the stupid talk. Yeah. Come on, Steve. <laughs> I know. I was trying to pick the most ridiculous scenario. <laughs> there uh, you go. You know, stuff like a 16 sure. seed beating a one. I, okay, now let's, let's look at it this way, too. Is that the American League, to me, am I wrong to believe that the American League is going to be potentially much more of a bloodbath? Because when you're talking about, like right now, if we had the Yankees and Minnesota would play in the 4-5, that's a titan. That is a titanic matchup between two teams that are good. Then Houston and, uh, you know, Houston playing Oakland. I mean, the White Sox playing Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's going to be necessarily this easy out. And, and plus, when there's familiarity, like Tampa Bay would face Toronto right now. Yeah, it's a three-game series with two teams that played ten times in the regular season that know each other really well. Yeah. I mean, these, these are going to be crazy series. 
Indeed. And then the other thing, too, especially if you've got a best of three, it's all of a sudden the, the calculus changes as to which team has the advantage just based on which pitchers are available. I mean, you talk about, you know, Cleveland, one of those lower seeds, but they have the best pitching, I think, of anybody, one, two, three, for the first round of the series um, of any team in the majors. So how can you say that they're a big underdog, you know, or an eighth or a, or a seventh seed? That's, that's a darn good team. It's so much fun talking uh, Major League Baseball, and uh, especially this time of year. It's always great. Steve Gardner from USA Today joining us. So if you were to look at Tampa Bay, White Sox, Oakland, Minnesota, Yankees, all within like like three games with each other in the standings. Do you believe there is any pecking order? Do you believe any team is more suited for the three-game series, the five-game series, the, maybe than the seven-game? Yeah, I, I look, you know, it's funny because I will look at it, you know, say this afternoon or something and say, well, you know, I think Oakland's got a little bit of an advantage. And then maybe come back to it an hour later and say, well, you know, the Rays are, are much better than I thought. I don't think so. I don't think there's a pecking order. And especially now that the Yankees were not looking great um, maybe a week or two ago, and now they're the hottest team in the majors on a 10-game winning streak. And now they look like they could run the table very easily. So once they get all of their guys back now with, with a healthy judge and a healthy Giancarlo Stanton, the Yankees look like maybe the juggernaut that we thought they were at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, this is this is going to be this is going to be a ton of fun, especially in the American League. Okay, it's uh, John Kincaid show here on CBS Sports Radio. So, when you look at like a the division winners in the National League right now, the ones that look like they are you know headed there, the Cubs obviously look like they're a lock. The mm-hmm. Braves, the Braves should be able to hold off. Are you a believer? Let's say that was a divisional round series. Do you have any edge there, considering it's neutral site and everything, between a team like the Cubs and a team like the Braves? Wow. Um, Starting pitching for the Braves is a disaster. It is, Um, and especially when, you know, you can put them up against Hugh Darvish and Kyle Hendricks and, uh, you know, Alec Mills, who just threw a no-hitter earlier this week. So, yeah, I don't know that you can, but then again, I look at the the Braves' offense and and just see all of those guys – you know, Freddie Freeman, I think, is having a ridiculous season and may be the front runner with Mookie Betts, I would say, for NL MVP. That's, that's a tremendous offense. So it's, it's the Cubs pitching, it's the Braves offense. Uh, flip a coin again. I, I, I guess I lean a little bit toward maybe Atlanta um, right. just because of the Cubs' bullpen issues. Uh, I think Atlanta's bullpen's a little bit better, but. Again, yeah, that that could be, uh, especially in a best of five, you know, some some awfully compelling drama. Okay, I don't want to be negative here because, you know, I'm so excited about the postseason coming. Yeah. I don't like the idea, though, that they're going to play five consecutive days in the division series. I don't mind it. I don't mind it in the first round, the first three-gamer. I don't understand why they have to do that. Like, why do you have to play? We've never done that. Why wouldn't you just give them one off day, play a five-game series in six days, and give them an off day after game two in the series. Mm-hmm. And then if you have to play the last three in a row, it really does. It changes the dynamic of what postseason usually is. People want to see the A-list pitching matchups, and this year we're going to be denied some of that. Right. And, and I, like you, I don't really understand You know why. It's not like we've got a schedule there. It's not like we're crunched for time. And no travel. Uh, and, right. and you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. You don't have to worry about the travel. I, 
I don't understand exactly. And and you want to have the best versus the best. You don't want to have, you know, a, a fifth starter. And, pitching pitching game five of a series. Exactly. Or, and middle mean, relievers crazy. at all. You know, we don't want to have a bullpen game. You know, right. I, I think that's what, what which really surprises me is that, you know, the backlash universally from from baseball fans, for the most part, about the opener, you're going to have that, I think, if we get to a game five in pretty much any sure. series. That's just crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Okay, what do you think about Rob Manfred saying this week that the eight games in each league to the playoffs will probably stick for next year? I got like 30 seconds. Uh, I think this is probably an ownership-driven idea, um, and to get more teams into the playoffs means more playoff games, which means more revenue. I don't think it is a good thing from a baseball purist standpoint, and so that's why I'm a little bit skeptical. I'd rather see the regular season count for something, and to allow so many teams in the postseason, I think you devalue it. Steve, I get so much done with you in a matter of like 12 minutes. It's just unbelievable. Thank you so much. Look forward to reading your stuff, and we'll check in with you during the postseason. Sounds Thank great, you, John. Thank you. There you go. Steve Gardner from USA Today. Check out his work and really good insights, and we get, we get a lot done. Get a lot done with him. You can get – Steve understands. Now, look, it's, it's one of these things. It's like Anthony Book's guest, and we sometimes – you'll hear guests on this show that maybe you haven't heard on other shows. And um, Anthony, I always tell him, I'll say, take a chance on somebody. Let's bring somebody on that we don't normally talk to. Steve was one years ago. I loved reading his stuff. I'd never had him on the air, and he's, he's awesome. He understands the 20-second soundbite, and a lot of times you don't get that. That is awesome. Follow his work. And uh, we're looking forward to the baseball postseason. I, this is going to be an amazing – that best of three series over three days in – it's actually over a four-day period – over a four-day period, you're going to see those elimination series, those wild-card series. There's going to be upsets. I don't know what they're going to be, but we'll talk about them next Sunday. I mean, there's going to be upsets. I just don't know which ones they're going to be. And it's going to be so much fun. And we deserve it. I mean, we deserve it. After all we've been through this year, we absolutely deserve it. Okay, we got one hour to go. I want you to stick around. I'm going to get you on the phone lines at 855-212-4CBS. But I'm going to tell you this. There are some teams that I love today. Mm, love them in the NFL. We'll get to that. John Kincaid CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.